Hi, this is Matt Shaw, pastor at City Lift Church. If you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love for you to come visit us on a Sunday sometime or join us online, citylift.church. We hope today's message fills you with courage and helps you on your spiritual journey. We exist just to help people meet, know, and follow Jesus. Enjoy today's message. Right. Good morning, everybody. Why don't you turn again to a couple of people and say, good morning. You look cuter after worship. Welcome to church. And uh, it's going to be a great day. Who gets tomorrow off? Anybody get tomorrow off? Come on. You're excited. Who's got to work tomorrow? Man, our thoughts and prayers are with you. All right. Come on. I'm a dad of four kids, so we're always working. You know, there is no, there is no break. So uh, today we're very excited. Uh, Going to be a little different today. Uh, I get the honor today to interview uh, Lori Jesselson and Hope Women's Center, and uh, it is an incredible organization here locally that is doing a phenomenal amount of good. And so we're going to uh, talk today from Luke 10. I'm going to unpackage uh, this text this morning, and then we'll interview Lori and have a great time and enjoy that extra day off. For those of you that. that I'd get that. Uh, before I get into all of that, though, I want to hang on lift groups. Lift groups are starting this week for most of us. I think the, the women's group starts uh, the, the next round, uh, and I think McKinley's is a bit of a pause there. But listen, if I could make you do anything this morning, particularly those of you that might be new your first time or first few times, I would love for everyone to be in a healthy relationship. I honestly believe that Jesus did a lot of life transformation through the avenue of relationship. I don't even think we can be healthy followers of Christ, a healthy person, without healthy relationships. In fact, they say that we are the the medium sum of the five people we hang around the most. Isn't that interesting? Psychologists say that you're actually about the middle of the five people you hang around the most. And relationships are powerful, and they do change us. And so, man, if I could drive you into a lift group, I would love to do that. You can go to our website, citylift.church, and click on the lift groups tab. Please sign up for a lift group uh, if you would. I think maybe in the next couple of weeks we'll get some of the leaders out here and we'll talk about it. But it, it is good, and you're going to love it. We have six this year, more than we've ever had. So let's give it up for our lift group leaders. That is awesome. This last year has been a lot of... A lot of trial and error, and we're, we're getting there. So if you have your Bibles, let's go to Luke chapter 10 this morning. Uh, again, if you don't know me, my name is Matt. I'd love to meet you afterwards. Welcome to church, and we are going to talk and continue uh, talking about life today, and we are going to dig into Luke chapter 10, one of my favorite passages, uh, and I think one of the more challenging passages of Scripture this morning before we get into our interview. Let's, let's read this together. If you have your Bibles or you have your phone out, let's go to Luke 10. I'm going to be reading from the NIV. And this is the parable this morning of the Good Samaritan, okay? Uh, and I'd like to start reading in verse 25. On one occasion, an expert in the law stood up to test Jesus. Teacher, he asked, what must I do to inherit eternal life? What is written in the law? Jesus replied, how do you read it? And he answered, love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your strength, and, all, and with all your mind, and love your neighbor as yourself. And Jesus replied, you've answered correctly. He said, do this, and you will live. But he wanted to justify himself, so he asked Jesus again, who is my neighbor? I want you to remember that line this morning. Who is my neighbor? In verse 30, Jesus said, a man is going down from Jerusalem to Jericho. When he was attacked by robbers, what's interesting, let me pause real quick here. This was about a 17-mile journey 
from Jerusalem to Jericho, and there was a lot of uh, like mountains and cliffs and rocks, and so lots of place for robbers to hide. And it's a long enough journey that it's not like a well-traveled road, right? And so, of course, the original here would have understood that. And so he knows it's a long road. It's, it's kind of a, uh, a lonely road at some times, and so he's attacked. And he goes on, he said, they stripped him of his clothes, beat him, and went away, leaving him half dead. A priest happened to be going down the same road. When he saw the man, he passed by on the other side. So to a Levite, when he came to the place and saw him, passed on the other side. And so this would have been some of his religious leaders. This would have been someone the man really looked up to in his culture. And in this parable, Jesus chooses not to use them as the hero, which is, which is kind of interesting. Verse 33, he says, But a Samaritan, as he traveled, came where the man was, and when he saw him, he took pity on him. He went to him, bandaged his wounds, pouring on oil and wine. Then he put the man on his own donkey, brought him to an inn, and took care of him. The next day he took out two denarii, which is their version of money, and he came to the innkeeper, look after him, he said, and when I return, I will reimburse you for any extra expenses you may have. Then he asked the man this question, which of these three do you think was the neighbor to the man who fell into the hands of the robbers? And the expert in the law replied, the one who had mercy on him. Jesus said, go and do likewise. What I find fascinating is Jesus uses someone, a Samaritan at the time, um, and about, I think it was about 700 BC, Samaritans, when Israel was conquered by the Assyrians, they, they took a lot of the Jewish people away into captivity. Some of them stayed behind, and some of them chose to intermarry with other cultures. And so the Jewish people at the time was like, man, that's, that's wrong. And so they looked down on Samaritans because they weren't Jewish and they weren't Gentile. They were a little bit of both. And so Jesus, on purpose, chooses to pick somebody that he knew this man would have an issue with. And he's hung up on this question, who is my neighbor? And I, I think what's interesting is we all kind of do that in our own way, don't we? We're like, well, who's really in my crowd? Who's out of my crowd? Who gets my love? Who do I want to block on social media, right? Like, who, get, who gets my love and who doesn't, Jesus, right? Like, I know I should love people, but, I mean, surely you don't mean everyone. What I think is so profound about this passage is, is Jesus invites him to do something different. Instead of asking, who is my neighbor, he invites this man to be a neighbor. What I would love to put in our hearts and our heads this morning is instead of us getting hung up on who is my neighbor and who is deserving of love and who's deserving of my help and aid, I wonder what it would look like for us to be a good neighbor as a local church and as an individual. What does it look like to extend mercy? So I love it. Jesus is picking a little bit on his prejudice. He's probably picking a little bit on his pride. He's probably picking on all the human places of this man, and he's forcing him to see what does it look like to be a good neighbor. And then he says, go and do likewise. One of the things we believe as a local church is that love uh, is not just an emotion. It's not just a philosophy. Rather, love is an action, right? If I tell my wife I love her, but take somebody else out on Friday night for dinner, how many of you know we're going to have problems in the home? There's something about my heart, my mouth, and my actions coming into an alignment. And so when I say, hey, I, I love, I care, I, I want that, that action must follow. I believe that Jesus really invites us into this world where he says, let's not just talk about love, let's not just sing about love, but let's actually be his hands and his feet. Let's do the action of love. Love is 
an action. There's reality to it. There's, there's change with it. So today, this really segues, I think, so well into our interview here this morning with Lori. Um, and this is an organization that I think is really putting a lot of action to what we're singing and saying about. This is one reason we part of them. So would you put your hands together and welcome Lori Jesselson here this morning. Let's hear what God is doing through you guys. And as we kind of continue our series on, on life and looking at life and wanting genuinely to help uh, man, moms, dads, families, kids, like we, we want to look at life in its entirety. Um, you guys do an amazing job of that. But Lori, first, tell us a little bit about you because you are one of the only original South Florida, Fort Lauderdale people left. I think everybody else is transplanted <laughs> in. So come on, tell us a little bit about your story and let us get to know you for a moment. So. Yes, I am a lifelong Broward County resident, no less. Anybody... And- Life first? Any, anybody here? Like, see, what I'm saying. Look at all. Okay, one, two of us. Okay, awesome. All right. Yeah, yeah. Not many Everybody of us else is, here. Is, is in. All right. And I'm proud of it. I had two daughters who actually had two daughters each. So I have four wonderful granddaughters from ages 11 down to age four. Two are living locally. Two are up in Jacksonville. Not too bad. I can get there yeah. in five hours. Yeah, not so, too yeah. bad. That's not too bad. You know, there's. Have you ever been to Bucky's? This oh, is a yeah. totally rent. Anybody been to Bucky's yeah. in here? Okay, this blew my mind, like on that 95 on the way up to Jacksonville. Like, it, it, wait, Bucky's is like, a, it's a gas station from Texas, and it's massive. This it has is. nothing to do with anything else, but you made me think of Bucky's in Jacksonville in 95. Yeah. It's insane. Yeah. yeah. I think anyway. that's the first question people ask. Did you stop at Bucky's? Did you stop at Bucky's? <laughs> so, next time you go to Jacksonville on 95, stop at Bucky's. It's like a Walmart. Yeah, and like a it, it's brisket kind of a weird vibe. I don't know. Gas station. Anyway, yeah. it's amazing. All right, so you've doubled. I love this two daughters with two daughters each, four grandkids, mm-hmm. lifelong uh, Fort Lauderdale resident. Uh, tell us about Hope Women's Center and the work you guys do. We've had Lori in before, but it's been a year and a half, couple of years, yeah. and we have a lot of new people in our churches. We're growing. So tell us okay. about the work you guys do. Great. I'd love to, Matt. Thank you. Hope Women's Centers is a place where women and their partners can come to get accurate medical information and resources when they're trying to navigate those tough pregnancy decisions. So we've been here in Broward County for 37 years serving the community like that. Now, we see about 250 women cross our doors in the three medical clinics that we have here in Broward from Pembroke Pines to Fort Lauderdale. Wow. Wow. Yeah. That's amazing. Yeah, that is real amazing. need. I, I didn't realize you guys were, uh, you said 30? 37 years. 37 years. Yes, sir. Wow. So one of the things you guys may not know is that this has really been an effort of really a lot of the body of Christ in the area. It has. Coming around, supporting, getting into it. Uh, as we looked at some of the things, you know, again, if you, if you read Luke 10 and, and you're challenged to say that as a believer, love is an action and that I'm called to action, right? I don't think you can get, a, a, get around that, right? So it's like if the Good Samaritan is who we're to look at, uh, then we as believers, we want to see people on the side of the road. How, how many of you believe it's very easy to go all week long and never see anyone on the side of the road, right? Well, I'm going to my job. I've listened to this podcast, I'm blah, blah, blah. It's like, and, and it's like, wait a minute. We want to be the guy that took the time to stop and see hurt. I think as believers in the modern world, because it, 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 it's, it's really neat as everywhere, are we willing to slow down and be inconvenienced enough to see someone on the side of the road? And I think what you guys have done is you're an expression of really the body of Christ saying, wait a minute, let's look at people in need and let's stop and see somebody on the side, side of the road. Um, you've worked with hundreds, thousands of families uh, over the years. When, when we stop and we become the hands and feet of Jesus and we look at hurt on the side of the road, what happens to that family when we begin to serve them? That is a great question. So 
your typical female that comes in is between the ages of 24 and 29. I'm just talking generally. And the heightened state that they're in, they may be confused, they may be frightened, they may be needy. There may be more on the table than just a pregnancy that they're dealing with, okay? But yet we offer a safe and welcoming place where they can come in and just talk about their hopes, wishes, and dreams, talk about what they want. You see, what commonly happens is that this poor woman is having everybody else speak into her on what she should do. It may or may not be what her heart desires. So we want to give her that space to truly bring out what is it that you want to do. And then we can start building on that dream so that it can come into be a reality for her. Yeah, that's beautiful. I yeah. think one of the things for us is about Christ. We talked about this a lot last week, and we said, what does it look like to love both lives? What does it look like to love people in need and then begin to serve? One of the things that I, I'm very convinced of, and I think that I hope, hope Women's Center does so well, as the body of Christ, it does very little good for us, I think, to scream and shout and, and pound on doors. But I think we can move mountains with our love and our serving. And I think the human heart is changed through serving. And, and I think I can really look at Christ, right? You can look at the moment of the cross. What is God doing on the cross? He is serving humanity. This is his love. This is his, uh, you know, this is him dealing with sin. This is him removing all the barriers between me and him. And it is a moment of love and sacrifice and service for the opportunity to change hearts so that they could be in relationship with him. And this is how I think all human hearts are changing, right? I, th- I think all heads and hearts change when I display love and when I serve. And you guys do that incredibly well. Could, could you tell me the story of somebody that maybe from this last year or something where you're like, hey, you know, someone came in, they're hurting, their family's hurting. Man, now they know Jesus. Now they've been changed. Look at their family now. Because I know you see a lot of that. You From the spiritual to the emotional to the, to the whole physical. I mean, yeah, so, we yeah. do, Matt. Every day's a new adventure. That's why we pray ourselves up every day. Because you never know what's going to happen. Yeah. So that brings to mind a story. It's not real recent this last year, but a couple years ago. It was around Valentine's Day. There was a couple that came in, and she happened to be in advanced pregnancy. And normally, we serve women who are just finding out they're pregnant. Okay, so that we're the first stop. But she came in in advanced pregnancy. I don't remember exactly why, but she brought her partner with her. And here she is on the table, and things are looking pretty good. And they looked up on the screen, and he looked on the screen, and it was almost like a light bulb went off in his head. He's like, I don't know if he thought that you know, this wasn't going to become a reality for this couple, but all of a sudden he was just consumed with compassion and love for what's happening in his family. And he proposed to her right on the examining table. And it was just such a cool thing to witness. And so we celebrated and, you know, they, they had a happy ever ending story. It doesn't always work out like that, but we do work towards helping couples build into what their dreams are. So no, that's yeah. so beautiful. It's so good. And I, you know, and I'm glad that you mentioned that. I think so often and sometimes the conversation, the, the dad is left out of the conversation. And, and one of the things I, I think, again, Hope Women's Center has done so well is they've taken a full family approach from physical needs to uh, emotional to counseling. I mean, I, I just really... I can't think of an organization locally that does it does it much better than you guys. And so props, props to you. Um, I, I do want to ask this question. How can we as a local church uh, help and get involved? 
Uh, for those of you that are, that are new this morning, we have been in this location about a year and a half-ish. Uh, maybe a little bit more time is flying, uh, you know, with this little thing called COVID. Anybody remember that? I know. But man, you know, being, being here downtown, being a young church, getting started, God's really blessed us this last season as we're growing and, and kind of taking our roots down. Uh, but as we want to continue to be the hands and feet of Christ in our community, how can we help your organization, organizations like yours? So, Thank you, Matt. Well, the first thing is to raise awareness. Okay, so now you've heard about Hope Women's Centers. There's some little palm cards on the corner of the table out here that's a great idea to stick in your bag or your pocket so that if you find somebody in an unexpected pregnancy, you can steer them our way, okay? Because that's really important. 86% of the women that come to us will make a life-affirming decision. Plus, we have a lot more to offer. We want to love on her. We want to help her with all, holistically, yeah. of all her needs, Correct. okay? So then you can pray for us because it is a spiritual battle, people. Every day, you know, we have to be prayed up because we don't know what's going to happen. Mm. And um, there are those out there that don't feel exactly the same way that we do, and that's okay. But we need to be protected because sometimes um, it just it doesn't get happy. It gets violent out there, and yeah. we don't want to be a part of that at all. Yeah. And then you can come alongside of us and join us in some events. Come in and volunteer in one of our centers, okay? Next month on Thursday, September 22, we're going to have this big old party. It's going to be right over at Bahia Mar, Fort Lauderdale Beach Hotel. It's actually a dinner for adults only, and it's going to be very nice. It's a fundraising event, but we're having a nationally known speaker come in who's actually an abortion survivor. Wow, what a testimony she's got. She is powerful. And she's been in front of legislators and judges and all kinds of people to tell her story, so she's pretty nationally known. Wow, that's it. So that's we're going to be there, and I've got invitations and a sign-up if you're interested. I'd love to speak with you afterward, too. Yeah, it's a wild angle. Yes, we do. We have a sign-up. That was one thing I wanted to really present. And is it, I think we have like eight spots that we can come. Mm -hmm. Okay, so as a church, we have eight spots. Um, and I didn't want to fill them all yet because I, I could. I really wanted to present it today and give it to our church and say, let, let you and your heart say, like, man, is that something I want to jump in? And we have a sign up right after here. And you can also jump on our website, again, citylift.church, and, and sign up as well. But we're going to be there, and we're going to get a chance to serve and, and do, a, do something practical at that event. So if that's in your heart this morning to, to hey, I want to jump in, I want to try to serve families a little bit better, this event is a great, a great way to, to start and to do that. So uh, how else? So we have this event coming up. Um, any other way we can support besides uh, prayer? And, and serving and, and volunteering. I didn't know about that. How can we volunteer if we yeah, want to volunteer? So we have the three medical clinics and we do utilize volunteers in all of our clinics. And you would just have to go to a website called friendsofhope.com. Makes sense, right? Friendsofhope.com. That's our partners page. And there's a form there you can fill out and then our uh, coordinator will give you a call and see where you want to serve and when you want to serve. And it's as easy as that. That's awesome. Awesome. Yeah. So friendsofhope.com, sign up, volunteer. The event right after today, go right around this table where you'll see the T-shirts. Uh, you can sign up for that event if you want. That's, again, Thursday the 20th, correct? 22nd. 22nd, sorry. 22nd. i got to get my dates. Yeah, it's, <laughs> I'm not an administrator, okay, guys? Like, I, you know, but um, so right around the corner do that and then and pray for them. And the reason I invite uh, Hope Women's Center, there, there's a few community organizations that we have really kind of began to work with. Um, and we, we serve the homeless community well. Uh, in fact, this fall, we're going to serve again. Uh, last year, we were, were able to beautify a local school, and we've got some schools in mind that we're going to serve as well. Uh, but Hope is also one of those organizations. We said, 
man, we want to link arms with them. We want the 20, 30-year relationship with them, uh, and we want to support them and really spiritually, financially, uh, through volunteer, and, and really link with them. Just because I think there are some organizations, and I know today is, is different. Some of you probably came today and was like, man, I really wanted a sermon. I didn't get that. Well, I know you got something even more powerful. We get to be the hands and feet of Christ uh, sometimes. But uh, come next week, okay? Next week you'll get a, a message. But, but today uh, we, we take time to be the practical body of Christ in our community. Because I think it's easy to worship, it's easy to sing, it's easy to hear, and we forget there's a lot of people on the side of the road that actually need this man named Jesus. They need what I'm carrying on the inside. They need practical help. And that's one of the reasons we have linked arms with them, these other organizations, because we, we don't want to just sing about it. We want to be his hands and his feet in a practical sense. And so, again, I, I thank you so much. I, I'm enjoying our growing friendship and I love the work that you're doing. Uh, as, as we wind down the interview part, anything you'd like to, to leave us with? Yeah, there's so, yes. one thing I didn't mention. No, go ahead. Is that we are hiring right now. We are hiring medical staff. So if you're a nurse looking for a job, if you're a sonographer in our DMS, we're looking to staff those positions because we want to build our medical team as the legislation has changed in the country and we feel like we have a window of time where we're going to be able to serve these girls and serve them with excellence. Really nothing has changed since the Roe decision in, in, the, right. in the nation. We are still serving the women that we do and most of the women are coming in way before 15 weeks. Yeah. But we do need to build that medical team so we can catch everybody. Okay. Yeah. All right. So medical, um, volunteer, pray, sign up for this event. So, guys, Perfect. would you give it up for Lori really quick and the organization and the work that she's doing and beautiful. Yeah. Let me pray for you, and we'll get out of here. Heavenly Father, thank you for everybody under the sound of my voice today, God. We love them. We bless them. May they have an incredible week, and we give you the glory in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Thanks again for checking out our podcast. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe. Share with a few friends. Thanks for helping us make Jesus famous right here in South Florida. Again, if you're in the Fort Lauderdale area, we'd love to see you sometime. Or as always, visit us online, citylift.church. Have an amazing night.